you're listening to Spellbound. Welcome to episode 14 of Spellbound. I'm Julian Smith. Spellbound is now a CastBox original. The podcast will still be available everywhere you typically listen to podcasts, but try CastBox today and see what's made it the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. My guest today is Dr. Ray, psychologist and author extraordinaire. We're going to be talking about the decline of masculinity in men over the last 100 years and what that means for the future. Without further ado, let's get right into it. So you're like a famous life coach. <laughs> a famous life coach? Yes. What's it like being a famous life coach? The experience is where I get to help change people's lives and, and make me feel better about myself because my dad never hugged me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just mess, I'm messed with you I'm sure that you're being somewhat facetious but I think there's levels of truth to that in um, any profession you know so quick intro for you you are Ray Doctor you go by Dr. Ray you're a life coach but you're, you have a your doctorate in psychology what is, why yeah. don't you set yourself up because okay. I don't want to mess anything up no, no worries I have a master's in counseling psychology and a doctorate in clinical psychology and I was moving towards the process of licensure like meaning becoming a licensed psychologist and doing that however I had worked with a mentor who worked with some of the, the great um, the greats in the 60s, like uh, Fritz Perls and Carl Rogers. Those are like big names like Freud. Right. And so I was directly underneath him, traveled the world and through osmosis and working with him and so forth. And he had a very progressive way of working people very quickly. And um, I trained under his, you know, his guidance. And then I went back to school when I already had a private practice and then kind of realized that, oh, crap, this, this doesn't really work. Uh, there's a low success rate with um, traditional psychotherapy, like 30%. And so I was noticing that what I did was working. So when I started uh, doing my internship and working at different hospitals and so forth, it was where they were telling me, you can't do that, that huh. we're, our insurance doesn't cover that or I don't have training in, in that to supervise you. So I, it was like the red flag for me to realize, okay, this is not even a business to help people. It's kind of more of a business you know, the insurance and so forth. So I was turned off by that. And that's what reason why I pulled out. I went, you know, I, this, this is not aligned with who I am and what I really want to do. You felt like the system was actually keeping people in therapy instead of trying to get them cured and get them out of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah. and now, you know, so, so you've kind of taken your own path and now, I mean, when you look up your name on Yelp, you're like one of the top psychologists in LA. So like you've taken your own path and made it a viable thing for yourself and you've been on like tons of radio shows and stuff. And I've done a lot of stuff. Well, you and I, you and I've been talking this last week about the decline in masculinity among males. And mm -hmm. this was a really fascinating topic to me. I, and this is also, I think like with, you know, feminism on the rise and with like Black Lives Matter and all these really important movements that are happening to build awareness for minorities that uh, have been uh, oppressed for a long time. But what's one thing that's really interesting is thinking about this, uh, whole decline of masculinity in men. And so I was curious to hear more about what you have to say about that. I and mean, what, have you seen this in the people you're working with, the decline in masculinity? Absolutely. It, it is happening and it has been happening. And I would say men are definitely marginalized right now. I mean, they're seen that way by women and so forth. What and would you call, how would you describe a decline in masculinity among men? I would say that there's a lot of men who are not being ambitious, following through. They're allowing our women to take care of them. Um, they are um, become stalkers. They are very needy. They're committing crimes. They basically are acting on their emotions, meaning that, for, I'll just give you an example. Like a, there's many um, definitions we could use here to give the audience a better understanding. But just, just imagine when a person, whether it's a man or a woman, and they're in their feminine, 
that they that they're feeling, feeling their emotions. I feel sadness, I feel anger, whatever. And when that energy, that movement is moved to say left brain, left hemisphere, and it becomes explicit and that it's moved into logic, then you're able to say, I'm angry, I'm sad. That's moving into the masculine. So a, a healthy masculine person might feel and then look at it and then respond, I mean, participate in the healthiest way versus a women, woman or a man, totally lost in their feminine. It's almost like a child, like they feel anger and they just punch you without looking at the repercussions, looking at how they're participating, being objective about it. And so women, men, a lot of men are really caught up in their emotions and don't know how to self-regulate. And, and it has to do with a lot of with how they're being parented. It has to do a lot with technology. I'm kind of confused. Are you saying that the left side of the brain is associated with feminine No, left traits? side is with logic. That's uh, masculine. And then the right brain uh, being connected to more your emotions, the, the feminine aspects yourself, creativity and so forth, more flow. So is creativity a sign of femininity? Absolutely. It, it is. But, but um, you know, you doing this show right here and you being in arts, you're kind of connected to that. I'm so coming I'm out of the closet right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, well, I'm on a show here and I like to express. So me sharing my feelings and emotions could be considered considered a feminine expression. So you're saying that there's a whole this 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 uh, this current generation has a hard time processing their emotions in a logical sense and then reasoning like their actions based upon that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I'm actually seeing women keep it together a lot better than men these oh, days. Oh, yeah, I definitely see, could, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I women because men are not stepping up. I see. Are stepping up because here's the thing is women are far more adaptive than men that we're not as flexible, like me and we kind of get stuck on our ways. Like if, if, you know, we have our bills paid and we have a good show on TV a particular time at night and there's no hassle, we can sit on our couch and just check out. We're not, not a lot of, most men are not really looking to grow. They just kind of want a system and that's it. And that's why men will never grow. Um, whereas the feminine, it's all about expansion. It's about creativity and becoming much more. Yeah, and all personality, male or female, I mean, every every person's personality is a combination of estrogen and testosterone anyway, so it shouldn't really surprise us that there's this balancing act of femininity and masculinity and pretty much everything. Um, yes. But I think what you're saying is that men today are uh, testosterone deficient, maybe? They actually are. It's dropped 50%. Interest, really? It literally has dropped 50%. 50%. Yes, they have been doing these tests. It literally has. It's from... Anywhere from processed foods, it's from our meats basically have, um, you know, hormones, antibiotics in it. It's messing with our biology, plastics, the list goes on, lack of exercise. Boys don't go out and play. They're on iPads and stuff uh -huh. like that. So that the, the fast technological- Only the boys are on the iPads. Women are having their challenges too, but we're talking about the decline of masculinity. <laughs> we're ragging on the men today because <laughs> we're men. <laughs> we, can, so, we can rag on the men. It's okay. <laughs> Well, I could talk about the women, but it, I'd probably say it in a different way and a more, this is not even a rag on the men. It's either. not a rag on the men. It's but, not a rag on anybody. Yeah. It's just interesting. But yeah, so with that, it, there's definitely a decline. Like, I So have, what are some of those signs that you would say of the, of the decline of masculinity? Bitch tits. Okay, so bitch tits. That's the, <laughs> number, know, one, that's the number one surgery the men are getting? <laughs> no. I feel like this is a joke. <laughs> no, no, that's actually one of them. I'm just saying physically- really? The physical, like the physical part, yes. Men are like, wanting to become women more, is what you're saying. Women, men's bodies are literally changing. Really, literally changing, like, like microevolution kind of thing. Everything, the way they carry themselves, like interesting. Yeah, I'm. I see it in them physically. Um, as far as lack of ambition, a lot of men are not video games. That's still basically adolescent, less adolescent behavior. So they're still acting like teenagers. 
So they, they're not like trying to cut out, make a life for themselves. Uh, another one would be that uh, I would say a lot of them are um, masturbating, uh, not really going out there and engaging, feeling sorry for themselves. They're not doing the real thing. Not really they're doing the counterfeit. They're not working out. I'm having women literally call me to get coaching for their husbands or boyfriends. Interesting. He, he doesn't have his crap together. I'm taking care of him. I've, I'm having men who lose it while the woman is holding space for them. And it sounds, it's, it's like gender reversal where it sounds like he is the woman and she is the man. And By again, traditional standards, you mean? Yeah, traditional standards. This doesn't mean like, like there's any judgment with that, but it's like the reverse, uh, I love Lucy. It's like Ricky Ricardo is Lucy and Lucy is R- Ricky. Is it possible that, like, uh, you know, that, that women em- embody these characteristics naturally that you're talking about uh, by traditional standards? I mean, the the uh, traits of like being nurturing and understanding. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I, this is kind of a tangent, but I'm thinking about how like women traditionally stay home with the kids, and their job is to hold down the fort and to make sure that that ship is running. And um, the men are the ones that go out and uh, hunt or find the food, get make the money, whatever it is they're doing. They're taking on a lot more physical stress day to day, and the the wife stays home and like is like a homemaker. And so maybe more time to develop those parts of her brain that men aren't using. And now maybe technology is to this point where even men. And like nobody really has to work as hard as men used to have to work. You know, maybe that's part of it is that technology has made life so comfortable for everybody that now men are kind of like devolving and women are being forced to evolve into this place of leadership for once. What's happening right now is that women are taking care of the home and also working harder than men. They're doing it all. And so here's the thing that both men and women need to hear. And that is say just from what we understand for the last 200,000 years, men have not had to exercise that part of their brain. They've never been domesticated. So here's the thing with women, say, uh, during like the, the first revolution of, of the feminist movement, it was really them like really want to move into career mode and, and be paid equally and so forth. And, you know, the pill came out sort of able to own their own sexuality and maybe have a little bit more uh, sexual promiscuous, you know, be sexually promiscuous and whatever. But um, with that, they were able to dap and work. But women, men have never adapted to be the feminine role or adapt to take care of children. Like it's still kind of very hard for men to do that. It's like men have had it so good for so long that they've not been challenged enough to actually grow those parts of their brains. Oh, dude, absolutely. And I'm a father, like your father also. I know what your experiences are, but I I take care of my, I'm a full-time father and Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm doing it without a woman. Mm -hmm. And and I also work. And so um, I'm able, I'm able to do it all. However with I'm patient with my son, but it, it took some time for my nervous system to adjust. So here's the thing when I'm with him now, I don't, I just notice with other friends who we can, I consider masculine and I teach a lot of men. This is that when I was like in more the nurturing mode a lot for my son and sitting around too much in that space, I would get a little antsy. I wanted to go out and hunt. I wanted to go out and be doing things like I'd feel better. I felt that. I felt that relief. That was a part of me. You see, I'm talking about- I know what you're talking about. Exactly. So it's it's that. And so that's where like, if a man's not doing that, dude, you nailed it right there. I'm glad you brought that up. Is that there'll be an imbalance. If a man ends up being a stay-at-home dad and it doesn't feel like his purpose, if he's not like in that action space, he'll often fall into depression. He's bitching about things. He's blaming a relationship for his problems. It's not that. It's that he needs to exercise his body 
He needs to exercise his mind. He needs to be aligned to his purpose. Now, let's take it here. This is interesting. Let's take it here. Is is this changing up of masculinity and femininity a bad thing because you could say on one hand this is these are just growing pains and uh you know evolution is struggle and growth and progress uh and that like we're just in a cultural place where you know we're we're coming off of a lot of modern conveniences that have made things really easy for a lot of people for a long time so maybe it's just where we are culturally and you know evolutionarily and maybe you know things are i don't know that's that's one that's one way you could look at it it's it's really good dude so so the way that we all collectively come together is by our ideas and what we see as being culturally acceptable and so forth. So for example, in the 1940s, 1950s, for a woman to be single, she was looked down upon. If she, It wasn't something that was necessarily socially accepted. So therefore, a woman would stay even in an abusive relationship. Secondly, part of her consciousness in that moment was that she would depend on him. She would even, if she went to college, that she would give up her career and not only that, that there's also this idea back then that he, what he said would go and so forth. So there was also this, like this dependency on him to be that. Therefore, there was this kind of survival type of mentality. Therefore, she had to put up with things. She had to tolerate things. And so when women were able to take back their bodies and be able to take care of themselves, things changed and it should have changed. And it was always in, in balance back then. I agree. But also it was in balance for men also. What men were doing is working really hard and they were just pushing down their creativity, their femininity, coming home angry, whatever, drinking. They were not balanced either. So both both people were basically suppressing that other part of themselves that makes them, uh, I guess you say, integrated and whole. They weren't harmonizing their energy. Exactly. But what has happened is that through that stress, through that energy, so look at like say the 1960s as a big turning point for women going into the masculine in the 1960s for like the men going into their feminine, letting their hair grow out, saying to their fathers, F you, I'm not going to go into the Vietnam War. Basically right. re- rebelling, saying that I'm not going to follow your path. Mm-hmm. It was like the first generation saying, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to think for myself. I'm going to try mm-hmm. something new. So men moved, moved into this more creative s- space, which is kind of like where we kind of took that little shift in the 1960s 60s for both men and women to start finding balance. But it went into the extreme to where men are checking out and women are working too damn hard. And so with that is what I am doing, which is like even what I brought to you, I sent you over a chapter six and seven of my book. And it was like talking about bringing these people together. I don't know if you read that yeah. those part, but it's about that. Mm-hmm. My work is helping women be able to embody that, but also be able to play and connect back to the essence so they feel good. And also so they can attract a masculine man because in masculine mode, what they'll attract is more feminine men still. It's just how energy works. And for men to be able to connect to that feminine part of themselves, but also give them purpose and, 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 and for them to be able to, I guess you say, exercise and be able to connect to the testosterone so they can basically step into that confident self that they want to be. Hmm. And so it's creating that balance and for us to come together and have that beautiful dance. It's not one way or the other. But right now we're like, a, it's like the opposite side of the, the, the pendulum. You know, it's, we're at extremes right now and this is where you're feeling the tension. So right now we're at a really crucial point 
is beautiful. Like I kind of love the stuff that's coming up. With the Me I, do thing. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I think it's all great. I think I, it's I too, very polarized. Awesome. It's polar. Yeah. We're high fiving yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's polarized and it's it's not comfortable. And I feel this every day. I mean, when I talk to women that I don't know very well, I'm consciously aware of, of like how I might be like making them feel, and then maybe to an unhealthy extent where I'm like, you know, walking on eggshells. That's not helpful for anybody. Um, but I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to improve. Oh, it will. It will. Absolutely. Let's play Let's do a little thought experiment here. I mean, who's to say that these changes that we're seeing are bad? Do you think they're bad? I mean, obviously they're creating problems in the short term, but like, what if it's all just evolution, like balancing things out? What if our biology is changing and this is where the growth is heading towards and like, maybe we shouldn't suppress it. Maybe we should just let it do what it's doing. Well, we can't do it anyway. It's just happening anyway. So either men are going to resist it, they <laughs> yeah, think they it, are. Or what's really awesome, I told you about the whole Tony Robbins thing that when he was in front of, he mm-hmm. did a workshop and a woman was talking about the Me Too movement. And he basically started kind of pointing out one of his his uh, signature talks about significance. And he was saying that, well, I understand that these men, women are trying to speak up and so forth, but they're also falling to victimhood. And it's like their way of finding significance. Whereas where there might have been some, like I knew where he's coming from because playing in victim mode is not going to empower a woman, but there are women who actually need to speak up who have been raped and it's a safer time to speak up. And when this woman was speaking, Tony was shutting her down. He was doing exactly what I guess you say women were talking about men dominating and he wasn't even aware of it. And he literally, he said, this is what's going to happen when you women push at us. He literally, the six foot seven giant put his fist out and he, it's on video. He actually pushed her back, was pushing her this five, five, I don't know how tall she was back. So it really looked wrong. Yeah. And he was just kind of talking down and he's catching a lot of heat. Yeah. Well, I think the, I think the trick is we've all got to be open to listening to each other. You know, I think uh, the men have to listen to the women and a lot of men are not going to like that because they're coming off of a lot of, uh, misogyny and stuff that's been accepted in culture for a long time that's not healthy and uh, that's going that is changing and a lot of men don't like it I think it needs to happen and it's long overdue absolutely absolutely it's it's um some men are just turned off by this type of language consciousness you know and whatever I hope that I come off as sound like a regular dude who knows martial arts who used to fight who has been arrested you know, I have been a real dude and I've done a lot of stupid things and I've, I've come to know what I know by hurting women's feelings. I've come to know what I know by working with women. I've come to know this and by knowing stuff and it helps me have a better life. And that's why I'm teaching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't you haven't learned the things you've learned by going to a school and reading books about what no. pe- how, about how people behave. You've learned it in the trenches oh, yeah. with, with like experiences of your own, and and you've seen firsthand how people behave in certain situations. Absolutely, and that's probably why you've been so successful. There's a lot of men out there now, like who are, who are like more conscious, whatever that means, and saying, "Well, how do you court a woman? Because I don't want to come off as a predator. I like still want to pursue, but I don't want to come off as a creep. Or how do you do that? Yeah. And how do you know the signs? And it's just, we, her and I were talking about that language because that is a conversation has never happened because here's the deal. Is that the way I was taught? And it is actually how I even ended up hooking up with women when I was younger was that there was always still a little bit of the cat and mouse where they might pull back a little bit. There was a game involved. There was somewhat like a game. And like now I would be fearful thinking, I don't be accused of like- Of playing a game. Playing a game or rape or whatever like that. So I do know there's some men out there who have pushed boundaries. Oh, trust me. Oh, God, yes. But there's some men who are like going, it was very, I don't know what she's talking about. I was there in that moment and it 
So it's just about where we need to have open communication. We have to have open communication. And in that, it's not just in the head. Both people have to be able to feel it. They have to feel like men need to be able to feel women more and women need to feel men more. We have to just have this really open, beautiful conversation and just come to this better understanding. And this is why I hope the direction we move, I hope even a conversation I'm having with you is where we're going with all this. Yeah, I think it's such an important conversation. We've got we've to like respect that there's that this is not only uh, a really pivotal moment in our culture where a lot of uh, institutions and establishments are crumbling and a lot of ideas about how we should be living are, are being reinvented. And there's going to be a lot of change on a... Here's the thing. When you think of consciousness, people really don't know what that is. So, for example, um, Julian's looking at me right now. And as he looks at me, he could be creating an impression by how I look, by the color of my hair, by how my voice sounds, um, where he's at right now. And yet all that is his experience. And what is his experience is how he's feeling. And how he's feeling is how it's going through his filtering system, meaning through his brain and so forth. So I am just basically a projection of his consciousness. So that is why, like, if you feel like shit and um, you, you look at a text message, you might think a person's yelling at you and you perceive it in a real negative way. And then you take a nap or you just go outside and take a walk. You look at the text and you read it differently because you now have a different perception. Maybe your consciousness has evolved. That's what basically consciousness is. Consciousness is also to where, where we... Things to be real, for institutions to be real, we have to make agreements to it. What I mean by that, for example, even like say Julie and I are meeting for the first time and he's cool and stuff and we're creating a relationship. This idea of a relationship still is an idea. He can feel like, okay, like this went well. I, I hope to connect to Ray again and so forth, but that's his idea. He's creating this model in his mind, in his consciousness of an idea that's really not real, but him projecting onto it's real what makes it real. So let's just imagine he texts me back and he says, you want to do the show again? I say, no. He feels bad because I didn't meet his expectations, but I didn't do anything else. The reality is that it's just that I didn't agree with him. So this has to do with money. This has to do with institutions. This has to do with companies that everything is always changing. It's our agreement, our consciousness that actually holds most things together. And that is that solidified, this is the way it is. That's the masculine. The feminine is the universe. The feminine is always changing, dying, growing, breaking. That's the feminine. That's life. By the way, this is why I like millennials more. And I do like the younger generation of men because I do see also uh, uh, more, some of them being more happy. Look at a lot of the men in the older generation and look freaking pissed off because they are. They, they don't embody any feminine energy. By the way, why not digress here? So a man's relationship to his own femininity and how well that is, is going to be the same relationship with his woman. If he is disconnected to his own flow, meaning getting a massage, feeling good, feeling to life, and so forth, what he might seek that in a woman, that will be his feminine source. That is why you'll see men who are totally like workaholics and predators, not predators, but hunters become predators because they go to a woman for her light. The feminine is light. Hmm. It really is light. And that's why you'll see a man need another woman, another so woman. Some men are dark. Yeah, well, they yeah, they move into that place. They need to be hmm. filled up with their own light, their own feminine energy. Yin and yang. Yep. They're imbalanced.
It's about, it's all, life is all about balance. Yeah. That's what I think. I think. So the breaking, the feminine rise is not necessary. This is so awesome. It's not even so much feminism, like in the sense that we know it. It's actually where we have been imbalanced for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I think you're right. So what we're going to be moving into more, and I know it's going to happen by a lot of different changes on the planet, that we're going to be moving more into balance. And yes, there's going to be those who resist it, and that's okay. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But we've, I think anybody who embraces it is going to have the easiest time with it. What do you think is influencing the decline of masculinity? Is it like parenthood? Is it, uh, is it, exp- is it society collapsing? What do you think it is? It could be anywhere from like just saying boys being on farms in the 1900s and then their boys, their fathers going to factories and never being home. So them being raised by women, please women, when you hear this, do not like feel as though I judge any type of any of your parenting skills at all. I just know this, that there's a different part of the brain that's developed by a man um, raising a boy and also that a way that a, a woman might discipline a boy is a little bit different than a man will. And that's why like a lot of men from my generation where we, we would never do the stuff that we see happening with men today. Like we got our asses kicked. And we're not, I'm not saying that that's a better way. I've never hit my son before, but there's a way that I was disciplined. That I know that I knew my edge. And yeah. so for, for, for example, like I had my son out there in, on the playground and uh, he happened to throw sand and uh, this other parent, I said, I want you to tell that boy, sorry. And the man looked at me, he goes, it's not a big deal. I go, it's not about you. It's about my son. And I want him to feel what it feels like to do this. And he felt uncomfortable having to say sorry to this other boy. And I want him to know that so he knows that if he doesn't like having to do that, to not do it again. But I want him to take responsibility. Right. I want him to own that. And my father taught me that. My father never babied me. So what are you so saying? Fun. Are you saying that, uh, that, the way we use, that the way we discipline our kids now is changing the way that men are being raised? Um, I would say this back to that original story is that just so... From the 1900s and on, less and less men have been there for their sons because we had we went from the agrarian culture to the industrial, and then we had World War One and Two, so boys were literally fatherless, and then we moved into the 60s. So you basically, for the last hundred years, you've seen a decline of boys being raised by men. That could be a a big issue. That's a really good point. There is there yeah. is no model. There's no model. There's, that is fascinating. I can yeah. say the same is true for my dad. My dad's dad just died a couple of weeks ago, and I've been thinking a lot about my dad and how he didn't have a masculine, a, a male role model in his life. He didn't have a father figure. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a he had a stepfather that was really active in his life, but you know, he didn't uh, he didn't have his father there to help show him. I mean, I'm sure it's different, you know. But yeah, I think that's a huge problem. I mean, so I mean, are there any other contributors to this? You think? So our soil has changed, literally, like it's been recultivated and stuff. So literally our food does not have the nutrients. That's a big factor. Nutrition is a big part because that influences your neurobiology. A big one too is that because men are more on computers and so forth, especially at a younger age, they're not playing outside. They need that activity at the end of the day. Yeah, they need to get their bodies moving. They need to feel like they're like engaging, maybe even... um, low pressure forms of competition with other men and things like that. Absolutely. And that's a big one right there. And and again, that like, I don't fall into that category of that old generation. Oh my God, look at these entitled kids. No, no, (laughs) 
BS. I mean, so the, the reality is that, I mean, that's, if anything, there was any fault, that's the fault of the, of the generation or the parents who thought that that would be better. Or mm-hmm. I would also say that that's what they thought would be best then. You know, you know, you've, you raise a big gener- you raise a generation on Barney. That's not real life for <laughs> yeah. boys. Honestly, it's people are not fluffy. Oh my God! Hey Barney! Oh no! Yeah, it's our job to raise our kids to like know how to navigate difficult problems. And uh, I think too many parents are more concerned about being their kid's friend than they are. Um, not that you don't want to like give your kids the best life you can and to love them and to be there for them and to want only the best for them and to, and to be their friend as well. Um, but like, not that that's the first job, you know, Absolutely. it's, it's also, even parents might say, let's not argue in front of our kid. Let's not argue in front of them. Why not? Meaning if I mean, you I'm can not, resolve it, you resolve in front of them because that's real life. I mean, it's, it's one thing that's out of hand and you shouldn't be calling each other names and, and, and it, uh, and hopefully it's not about, why did you sleep with, with Bruce? I mean, yeah. all that stuff, you know, but your kid's like four and they're like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you have that orgy? Uh, but it's more that you, you, that they need to see how that is. I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. Like my son has never had a, uh, I thought you were going to say he's never had an orgy. (laughs) He hasn't. (laughs) It's like, Um, I hope not because I'm looking at a Tonka truck on the floor over here. And he, uh, (laughs) he, he's he's never thrown it. He's never had a tantrum. All these different markers that parents talk about my son didn't go through because of how I raise him. My kids too. Yeah. No tantrums. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's bad if they do, but that's just them not being able to communicate. Yeah. Tantrum is blocked energy. You, dude, right on. Right? Yeah, Isn't yeah it? you know that shit. I mean, I don't really know. I'm just, just <laughs> yeah, guessing. Dude, yeah, we're high five again. <laughs> I, I don't know like you know. All I know is just from like watching my kid. Uh, it's blocked energy, dude. Thank you. Blocked energy. Yeah. That's what all it is. Yeah. Let's look at them. It's blocked. Yeah, yeah, they're straining. They're like almost convulsing. They're like, you know. Okay, so if a boy doesn't know how to talk about that, if he can't easily express that, and then he's coddled, then he's 15, he can't get the girl, then he stalks the girl, and then 18, 19, 20, come on, then you have people who buy guns. Hmm. You see where this goes to? Yeah, suicide, violence. Oh, yeah. Drug addiction. Oh, absolutely. A boy needs to know his edge and he needs to be able to express himself. Yeah, I think that's, gosh, that's so, that's so important. That's, and that's so, that's missing big time today. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're a father, dude. I didn't know you were. Yeah. Cause I like thought you're like 17. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, I look 17 in the videos you saw of mine. How old were you back then? I, I love that I called you and then, uh, and, and then we got this on the books and then you were like, did you make jellyfish? And I was like, <laughs> yes, actually I did. After we've just set up this very serious interview. Yes, I made this ridiculous video that is about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you're, I thought you're a genius. So if it was uh, cheesy humor, I would have like went, oh, no, no. Uh, cheesy humor is the best. Well, I mean, like, che- n- not funny. Nonsensical humor. Yeah, yeah, like yours is funny. Like there's stuff out there. I'm like going, oh, yeah, yeah. So you understand. We were talking about that too. We won't go into that. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, yeah the we'll, decline of wonderful art the the decline of comedy yeah which is actually i believe is actually happening i think comedy's uh, a dying art unfortunately absolutely absolutely which is sad because it's a huge part of uh you know i love it i love comedy i think it's it's not going anywhere in my lifetime but you know (laughs) i hope not by the way that's a big part of the mask and also at least what i grew up with my dad is really funny yeah Yeah. great movie to watch is is it the um it's a beautiful life Mm mm-hmm Talk about a guy holding together for his son. Totally. Absolutely. And keeping humor in there, keeping it light. Yep. Embodying, he's also very embodying masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. He's a romantic guy and also very masculine. A balanced guy in that movie. That's a really good depiction. Good character of a balanced guy. Absolutely. Would you say this decline in masculinity has affected femininity? 
Oh my God, absolutely. How so? that, that's even why women are moving into the masculine role because mm -hmm. if they but had is it a chicken or the egg kind of thing, is it hard? Is it easy? Is it oh, definitely really hard? And that's goes to another topic of, of why men and women don't maybe see the attraction last very long because women are moving more into survival mode, meaning that if I'm not going to be taking care of a man or I can't trust men, that I'm going to work. They're moving literally into being like, they literally have to pull on their adrenals to, you know, pull on more testosterone. It's, it's changing their biology also to where also it's not going to, it's sending off pheromones that's saying, get away. Mm -hmm. uh, they're more in hunter mode versus being a gatherer. Yeah. They're better hunters than some of the guys now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I work with a bunch of girls and some of them are the best at what they do. Absolutely. Better than anybody else I've ever met at what they do. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's irrefutable. Uh, and, and I think that that is probably some of the positive growth you're talking about that can come out of these like deficits. Well, women are also living shorter lives now because they're more stressed. Interesting. They're having a lot more health challenges. They're not able to have children. So in other words, this part of themselves that's moving to masculine mode is also keeping them from being pregnant. It's keeping, <laughs> it's their biology saying that you, you're hunting you shouldn't be carrying a baby. Wow. Okay, so... Interesting. Yeah. So, so... And that's so true. I know so many people who are having trouble getting pregnant. Yes. It's everywhere. Yes. It's okay. like these movies that are coming out where people can't have babies anymore, mm -hmm. but it's like... It's like... You're getting it. Okay, so it's that's It's gonna why, happen. Yeah, so so there you see where it's kind of... It's, it's going. So oh, yeah. Can, I mean, so I'm not, not a tinfoil hat kind of guy, but I'm definitely like aware of what's happening. <laughs> Yes. So one thing about how this is, has happened and um, that is that with uh, women is that part of their innate biology is to make sure everyone's feeling good. So just imagine through evolutionary psychology and anthropology and whatever else you want to say and, and what the hell did we even really know is that you have been like, you, you have the ability to feel into those who are pre-verbal such as children, those who are elderly and those who are sick. So in other words, that also with that, you also have a, your prefrontal cortex is actually larger than a man's. So that's a part of yourself that is able to be more compassionate and connect and attune and know what's going on versus where men, we have to see it. That's why men, women will get frustrated and go, don't you know what I'm talking about? Can't you feel me? We're like, no, give us a manual. Because they're using a part of the brain that we're not using. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So with that, if they're home and they're with their man and their man is feeling bad. But we're talking about like a past form of femininity, right? Like, Oh, it's still there though. It's, it's still, still there. there. So this is, where it, this is where it kind of, it gets, I guess, bad. If you want to call it bad, a label. Because of that part of the brain, they don't, their biology is, you know, remember when men and women come together, women are still releasing oxytocin which is a bonding agent. Mm -hmm. So whether it's their child or a man, they're bonded to their man. And if they are in hunter mode and they feel bad for the man sitting around not doing stuff, they will help that man out. There's a lot of women taking care of men today because it's a part of their biology. It's like where they feel bad. Right. So do you understand what's happening? But here's the thing. The reason why a lot of these say feminine men will allow that, and I'm not judging them. They don't know better because they're also being raised by women who are masculine, who are dominating their fathers. So that's all they've seen. So imagine a mother taking care of a five-year-old boy to clean up his clothes. Then when he's 10 and when he, here's the interesting thing, like say if he were to fight against her or be upset, he might not, she might give in because she's still very empathetic. She doesn't feel, she feels bad about it. She, she keeps giving in and then he's 15, 17, still has to learn those rules. He's 18, she's still picking up his stuff. So when he's 21, he's dating or he's dating for them. He thinks this is what women do. 
women pick up after women you. take care of me, me women, women feed me women do all this that's what they think between his mother and then his girlfriend yeah it's creates a huge problem is this is this could you could you say this is like post world war ii mentality or something Actually, it's part of it. Really good thought. Is that, Do you is want to that go into that a little bit? Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> I think it's just important to reiterate that we're not talking about masculine is better than feminine. We're yeah. not saying feminine is better than masculine. What we're saying is that all of this stuff is in flux right now because of, you know, mm. cultural things that are uh, happening and because, you know, technology is disrupted our infrastructure and we're all like competing for the same jobs now and there's a bunch of things at play but we've all got to remain open-minded especially in terms of all these movements that we're seeing towards the directing the attention on specific minorities like feminism and and um uh i keep saying feminism first because we're talking about feminine versus masculinity but uh you know there's tons of these these groups that are like that are trying to raise awareness for minorities and they're they're necessary but i think i think when there's so much awareness, I think it's just easy to like set to, to polarize us even further. If we're not careful in some of these discussions, you know, like we might run the risk of segregating certain people even further by differentiating them as much as we are. And so, you know, I think it's just important to reiterate that we're not saying anybody's better than anybody else. This is just a conversation about balance, really. Absolutely. And the thing is that where I pull my teachings is from both personally through my relationships through my private practice, I also was trained by uh, Montak Chia, who's probably the most profound um, Qigong master out there. Basically, he teaches a lot on sexuality and what I'm talking about. This guy's a master. He's pretty masculine. He's written a lot of books. And he talks about how that's worked out. Like, for example, if you go to see a proper Chinese doctor, and they don't have to be literally Chinese, but they study the arts. If a woman goes in there and, you know, like where there's something going off in her body, there's a good probability also that like to say if she's moving in her masculine, masculine, like she's like in work mode and career driven, they might see a deficiency in her yin, like her body will show mm. in her organs, literally. I believe that. So, so like a lot of what I'm talking about is in the body and also it's neuroscience. Like we, this is something, okay, there's people there who say, oh, this is, this, it's all, this is created by our culture, blah, 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 BS. No, if you look at the brain and you see how they operate, there's clearly a difference between me- the male brain and the female brain. And if we can embrace that and bring it together, it could be a beautiful thing. That's I think just the so bottom too. line. I That's think so is. too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, uh, and let's come back to that in a second. What do you think we're heading towards if we don't, if we don't figure out how to get on, some of the, this, on the same page with some of this stuff? Um, I don't think, I think we're going to get there. And I think those who don't get there are going to be, end up becoming the minority or I don't know what else. They'll blow themselves up or whatever. I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of people that uh, don't make it. This is through some of these changes that are happening. I think there's going to be a lot of people that just give up. It's going to crumble in some shape or form. And the people who are not unified through that collapse are going to be the ones that don't make it. That's what I think. The thing is, I think everyone, there's a lot of people on board I think the more this information gets out there that people will be able to make better choices for themselves. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I think that the younger generation, regardless if they men are walking around with bitch tits. <laughs> that, you love saying bitch tits. <laughs> no, because you had a reaction to it. As, um, <laughs> be careful what I react to from now on. <laughs> I find them to be open-minded and flexible. I find like the... And when I, again, like I don't want... If I put people in a category or group, I find like millennials being way more open-minded. 
Yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. Like, want to work in community and stuff. Well, they see what we're head. They see the polarization for what oh, it absolutely. is. They see like we're gonna have to come into this world and make it work. And I think yeah. that they're they're like, okay, well, enough with what our parents have been telling us and their parents have been telling them. This is clearly not working. Yeah. And I think the millennials are gonna do a lot of great stuff. Yeah, definitely. I see it, and it's like I see them being more collaborative and so forth. So I, this is gonna be who is gonna be running our country. The dinosaurs are leaving, dude. They're gone. They're dying. They're dying, dude. I hope there's a meteor yeah. <laughs> for the dinosaurs. So yeah, they're they're gone, dude. So it's it's gonna happen. I think I think that all this is inevitably good. I think that there's just I think there's so many um, things coming to a head at one point, all at the same time right now. Um, and you know we're gonna get through it. But I think just open minded conversation is so important. As we you know, there's so many hurdles, not just raising awareness for minorities, not just the polarization of masculine and feminine, not just you know politics, not just the workplace and what people are going to do for work after AI is doing all the work. There's, there's all these frontiers that are coming to the head, like at the same time. And we're going to have to, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to, you know, give up a lot of things that they've held onto for a long time in order to make sense of some of the changes that are about to start happening. It almost seems like we've grown uncomfortable with our differences or something. Like men and women need to learn how to appreciate their differences and not be ashamed of what, Absolutely. Is there what? What would you say to that idea? About four years ago, I took this woman out on a date, and she at the time was twenty five, I think. And um, we, it was about two a.m., and then she was getting out of this. The uh, we were pulling into stores for her to get something. I said, and I, I got out of my car. And she says, "You don't need to get out of your car." I said, "I'm going to open the door for you." She says, "Why?" I said, "I'm going to walk you into the stores." She says, you don't need to do that. I said, "It's not about needing." I go. You're a girl, and I want to make sure you're safe. And she looked at me in a really strange way. What year way. was this? This is four years ago. Okay. Okay, this is four years ago. And I said to her, and she didn't realize this, because I just let it go. It didn't really matter. Cause For I, you, this was coming from a nice place, a genuine, oh, like, oh, it yeah. wasn't like, I'm stronger than you, uh, you need no, me. No, it was just she, like, you just cared about her. She said that, and the thing is that I don't know if she experienced men holding that space for her, or she trusted whatever, and, but this, what she didn't realize is that by her allowing me to do that gives me purpose. Therefore, her smiling and showing appreciation, I'd open up every damn door out there. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't mean that that's the only way that a relationship would work where a woman just surrenders and becomes submissive or ditzy, whatever. But the way that masculine and feminine energy can work is that it's at the base, at the real basic, basic fundamental level, it's given and receiving. Given and receiving. Give and take, yin and yang. It's, it's holding space, you know, and receiving. And so for me, I was holding the container and saying, I'm doing this for you. She smiles at me. She fills me up. I smile and I give back to her. She smiles. She gives back to me. It creates this beautiful conversation. There's no repelling energy. There's no power struggle. Well, I think this. Well, I think this. It's a beautiful just exchange of giving and receiving. And right now, that is a major problem with men and women today. You know, like right now, men need to shut the F up and just listen to the women who have been violated, who've been pushed down. And that's it. It's almost like this, like listen to them collectively. It's like listening to your wife or woman. Let her share, connect to that, be that container until you gain her trust again. She doesn't care about your direction right now. She doesn't care what you think or about your philosophies. So you speaking up and saying what you think is only going to turn her off. And that's what Tony Robbins did. Like it was kind of crazy. Yeah, he shut her down. 
yeah, and he, I hope that he addresses that because he's literally a big figure. Yeah. And he can share that to apologize, to express that, like what he did and hopefully do it with his wife, you know, because that would be helpful to kind of like, because he, I mean, he's going to lose, he lost a big part of his audience. I can imagine. Yes. So he's like one of the dinosaurs who I hope go, if he is, I hope it doesn't go down. I hope he rises up with that to kind of come that place and say, I effed up. I didn't hear you. And I'm speaking in behalf of a lot of men on our planet right now. And this is part of that open communication, like owning, owning your shortcomings, owning things that you've done because everybody does stuff they regret. You know, you've got to be open, especially now with the internet, nothing is, uh, deletable. <laughs> and if it's online, it's going to be online forever. There's no escaping anything anymore. Stuff's come out over the last three years. How many people have we uh, heard things about that have changed how we've perceived them? Some of my greatest heroes have, you know, done things to women that I can't believe. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. you know, it just changes the way you look at people. Yeah. Um, and, but CK. <laughs> yeah. Just lots of people. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to narrow it down to one yeah. specific person, but um, you know, I think, I think what you're saying is, and I agree and stop me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is that right now things are really polarized and men and women are not like talking openly in a a healthy way. And and people need to give each other the benefit of the doubt in some of these difficult conversations that we're having. We need to learn to like trust that people have good intentions. And if somebody crosses a boundary or does something that makes makes us uncomfortable, you have to be cool with approaching them and saying, Hey, I I really didn't like that. Um, that made me, that made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what your intention was, but I, that just made me uncomfortable and just tell you, tell people be vulnerable with people. You know, I think there's a vulnerability that's missing today. Absolutely. And, and women sharing that two things for you and the men listen to us is that with don't share in your head, well, this is what I think, because he's not going to feel you. In other words, there are women who are now able to move into their masculine and so when they share, they share from that perspective. They don't want to be that drama queen. But what is happening is that when you share from that perspective, he might not be getting it. And also you're pushing that big part of yourself down. You're staying in your mask and to share a story that's coming from your real raw feelings. That's one thing. Two is men who, who don't have the training, when she's sharing, she's not maybe angry at you. When she's sharing, you might not have to do anything with it. When she's sharing... It doesn't mean that she's not going to be with you. When she's sharing, doesn't mean the relationship's over. Like women, men need to just be able to learn that she's just sharing and that's it. And they don't have that. Like, and also a lot of women, men who become more feminine, what they'll do is that they'll start sharing also. So the conversation goes nowhere and she doesn't feel heard. So it's like men also, when she's sharing, yeah, just shut your mouth. Got to listen. And if you, if you can't do that, train with a coach, do some men's work or something. Because they, here's a, at the end of the day, here's the, here's the deal, man. Women don't need you today. Women don't need you today. They don't, you, they can get sperm anywhere, even on Craigslist. Okay. All right. <laughs> do you okay. want Craigslist? Sperm? <laughs> I don't know who you, who's, who your daddy is. Okay, uh, okay. But, but <laughs> they can work, they could get sex. Like they, they can be, they could do everything. The only thing that men could do today is open up the chambers of their heart to hold space in them when they've had a bad day at work, to be able to reflect parts of themselves that they can't see by being able to be that strong figure, whether they're a stay-at-home dad or working. It's more that you need to step in your true element and hold that space and that's it. They want to co-create with you and that's it. They're, they're not... They're not into this, this is what I think and this is where we're going, honey, because I made up my mind. They're about, what do you think about this? I feel it's great. And, or I don't feel it's great. Well, okay, what would you? And she shares and then you co-create. 
We're now creating this together. We've created a culture primarily through the masculine and it's crumbling and it should mm. crumble. We now need the feminine. Yes. 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 Here we're going with this? Yes. I'm with you. Okay. It's been built on masculinity and that's the whole problem. That is the problem, dude. We just solved it. Yep, at, we're done. We just solved it. it. We're, we're not going to say anything more profound than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so good. That's great stuff. Thanks for uh, making the time for this conversation. Let's do it again. All right, cool. Talk uh, again. Let's do it again. If you guys want to check out more on uh, what Dr. Ray is up to, you can check him out on his website, raydoctor.com. That's R-A-Y-D-O-K-T-O-R.com. Your last name is actually doctor. It really is. Yeah, people- This is not a joke? No, it's not. And I people who, who actually, you know- Dr. Ray Doctor. Yeah, I don't say it that way because you, you laugh, see? So I just it's, went with Dr. It's amazing. Ray. It's like what you were born to do. <laughs> it actually, that's what it actually means too. What's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's healer or doctor or I wonder whatever. what spelling it, it contains the K. I wonder what language that comes from. Many. Many? Yeah, it's different. I, from German to... You're saying America Turkey. has it wrong? Exactly. Yeah, I don't think so. America doesn't get anything wrong. Are men becoming less masculine? Are women becoming more masculine? We're going to turn this over to you guys, the listeners. We want to hear your thoughts. If you're listening on YouTube, that's a great place to leave a comment, hear what the other listeners are saying about this. Although I know most of you are listening on Apple Podcast and CastBox, which is understandable because those are both great places to listen to the podcast, especially CastBox, if you haven't checked that out yet. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. That way your phone will always stay up to date. I'm Julian Smith. This has been Spellbound. I'm thoroughly enjoying these conversations. I hope the feeling is mutual and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys next Monday. I have no idea what we're going to talk about yet, so i got to figure that out. Let's get on it.